Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I really do thank you for joining us here on the program as uh, we bring to you our very special guests here uh, every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and then, of course, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. with our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. And uh, we also have podcasts of these programs. Uh, the full interview, if you're not hearing it uh, on the radio and you're listening to the podcast, you're getting the whole thing at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We certainly hope that you will avail yourself of our guest's website. We'll be linked to their website as well as our guest today. We're also on YouTube. We hope you'll uh, click the notification button so that when I do upload another program, uh, you will get that program. You'll get that new conversation talking about the things that, well, we will be talking about here on today's program. We also ask that if you can support us financially, if you can send us anything at all, we'd greatly appreciate it. We have a PayPal account. Uh, I can use some extra oxygen, too. So anybody got any of that, I'll take it. Uh, but if you can support us financially, PayPal, it's there for your security as well as ours. And uh, they're going to ask you for an email address. And all you do is you put in mine. It's Richard at RichardDugan.com. So we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those who have helped and to those who will help. And also, we'll talk about this on this program today, too. Spend time during this, the decade of perfect vision, going within and listening to that still small voice. We encourage you every single program and sometimes twice on Sundays. Well, literally twice on Sundays. And uh, with that being said, we're going to bring uh, our guest uh, in to uh, talk about all kinds of great stuff on the metaphysical and spiritual level. Terry J is back with us uh, here on our uh, program. It's great to have you with us uh, to uh, continue our conversation. Thanks so much for having me back. We had so much fun last time. We did indeed. We did indeed. Um, you uh, uh, you were part of, first of all, we'll talk a little bit about this. You were part of a, uh, a documentary uh, that was really kind of fascinating. And, and not all, shall we say, psychics or mediums, uh, whatever term you want. I like to use the word intuitive. I do too. That's what that's, I call myself. Yeah, because that's really what you're accessing is your intuition. Right. And uh, everybody can do it. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Because we're, we're, we're all made of the same stuff. And in general, we're all built the same, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh, but uh, do you find that um, a lot of folks just don't want to buy that? They just, for whatever reason, they just cannot accept that they actually can do these things that we are talking about on this program. Well, the people that contact me want to learn how to do it. I mean, that's why they've contacted me. They either want to have a reading or they want me to coach them to develop their own intuitive abilities. And I like it either way. It's really fun. It's really fun to do. I can't make this stuff up. You know, I was watching, and this is related. I was watching uh, some of these YouTube videos uh, dealing with, and I grew up uh, in broadcasting in this arena, uh, televangelism in the 80s and early 90s and the scams that were pulled then oh, that are still being pulled today. Uh, and it's just absolutely amazing to me that so many people still buy into a lot of this stuff. And now maybe it serves them 
you know, don't get me wrong. If it, that's kind of the rule of thumb, uh, 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 Terry, is that if it serves you, I guess, you know, then maybe you should pursue that. But the question is, to what end does it serve you? Um, you know, I've noticed that, for example, with prayer programs, I think sometimes more people are calling into those. Like uh, we used to have them on a, on the station I worked for back in Phoenix. They're looking more for commu- connection. They're looking yeah, more for community absolutely. than they are actually. And I'm not saying that they aren't asking for healing. Uh, but that seems to be the one thing that not only was missing then, but is not only missing now, but the the whole concept of community is just being eroded by the the energies that exist and permeate specifically in this country. You know, we have um, only negative news on and and because because fear sells. So all the negative news is fear based. People need to realize that. And so good, happy stuff that goes on all the time. You have births, you have graduations, you have marriages. Um, There's so much positive stuff going on. Oh, so-and-so got a puppy. You know, I mean, it's exciting, fun stuff. So-and-so won the barrel race. Um, Another person won at a horse show. You're never going to hear about the happy, positive stuff because it's not fear-based. Because it's been proven psychologically, only fear sells, and that's really sad. And and it it, it really permeates, um, you know, news and media organizations. And if you look, though, you can find the happy, positive stuff, and that's what I encourage my um, clients to do: is find the stuff that you resonate with, that you have a vibrational match to. And, you know, go look at all that stuff, you know, the stuff that's helpful and healing and also is free, you know, it doesn't ask for anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to give people all kinds of free stuff all the time. I never charge for energy healing instructions. Never. It's always free by email. And so that's my way of giving back. Now, if somebody wants a one-on-one, yeah, it's going to cost, but it's reasonable. It's 50 and 90. Yeah. There's no limit on the number of subjects in the session. So, you know, and now I'm a TV star. Wow, I should be charging a fortune. No, nope, I <laughs> won't do it. I just won't do it. <laughs> I like that. I do. I like that. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes wonder, too. I mean, I I actually struggled with that whole concept of what to charge. When I first started doing the kind of work I do back in the 80s, uh, I would say I would say an amount, but you know, then I would, uh, I would say, Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I, I wanted to do the work a little bit more than I wanted to charge whatever it was that I was going to charge. And people say, Oh, you're, you're underselling yourself, Richard. You you know, you should be charging more. I said, yeah, but if I charged what I wanted to charge, these people wouldn't pay it, which means I wouldn't get to do the work. So I would rather get the smaller amount and then do the work and learn from it, then not at all. Well, this is why I'm hoping to have a television show because, and then I'm working on it really hard and pitching it like crazy because I want people to see how easy this work is, but how miraculous it is and that they can learn to do it for themselves. And it's so, there's so many times I do a reading on a Tuesday and then on Thursday, I feel like I'm doing the same reading over again. You know, same kinds of issues, same kinds of problems. And sometimes it's the same solutions too. Yeah. And so I really want to be able to share 
the solutions to everyday's problems with a larger audience. I mean, that is my my true desire. And of course, you know, if people are going to be on the show, I've already determined we are not going to charge for people to be on the show. You know, they're going to get their readings for free. Um, the other thing is, is that um, there's so much on my website that can help. That you know teaches people about all the different kinds of things that I do, and and then I've written the three books. I've had people say, "Oh yeah, I took a six week course on animal communication," and I want to go. Why'd you do that? Because it doesn't <laughs> take six weeks. It doesn't. Yeah. You know, read one of my books. You'll learn how to do it really fast. Yeah. The the the, the interesting thing for me, I'm 62, almost 63. And, oh, you're old. I, uh, uh, yeah, no, well, you know, it happens. Uh, it's just the way that it goes. <laughs> I find it fascinating that um, the processes that we go through, that we put ourselves through, that's really the truth, that we put ourselves through. Um. I, I, I've even said this in regards to people who have chosen different lifestyles, okay? And I'm not going to go through the list here. And these lifestyles are not accepted by certain groups. I mean, they are not only uh, castigated and criticized and put down. Sometimes they're, they're shunned and they're, they're uh, uh, banished, if you will. And there are those who do this castigating and uh, banishment uh, who say it's a choice, it's a choice, it's a choice. And I'm going, who in their right mind exactly choose that exactly. lifestyle knowing <laughs> yeah. that you would be there at the gate to give them hell? Right. Who would choose that? Nobody. Unless they're a sadomasochist. That's the, I mean, that's all I can think of. Right. But yeah, the fact. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, it's it. People don't don't choose that. You know, they. I think they might have chosen it before they came into physical form. Sure. Like, here's a really big challenge. Let me try this one. You know, before they come into physical form. But, um, I love my LBGTQ plus clients. I love them. I just mm -hmm. love them to pieces. And they know all they're going to get from me is unconditional love and acceptance. They know they're going to get that. And that's why I have such a large clientele that is, you know, of that bent. And um, I have so much fun, you know, with, with my clients, all of my clients. And, and it just gives me such a great feeling to know that I'm helping them to heal. Hmm. And that's unfortunately a word that will be used by that other crowd to say, we need to heal this person. We need to send, no. send them to, to a conversion therapy. And it's like, no, no you don't, you can leave no. them alone. And, um, uh, but we're not going to leave you alone, Terry. Terry J is my guest and you are listening <laughs> to tell me your story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, Terry and I were sitting here, Terry J author of uh, several books here, three uh, intuitive communication and uh, the psychics mediumship no, and uh, physics physics i beg your pardon well you know it's got the ph in front and i, do. I know but we stay away from that other word we stay psychic, away from physics that. it's all that no I'm <laughs> no hey the those are way different physics the physics, physics. mediumship now mediumship yeah. why is it not uh quantum physics uh why just physics if I may um, ask. Because it's just energy, frequency, and vibration. I think okay. if you get into quantum physics, which I love, mm -hmm. I think it just gets, it's, 
you know, I want to bring in people that have had no exposure to this kind of stuff. Mm. And I think if I put quantum physics on there, I'd scare them too much. Yeah. They go, oh, that's way beyond me. But well, I, I, love, know- I love it. I love studying it. Well, I know quantum is a, a buzzword these days. It has been for quite a number of years. There's a new word that they're using. I can't think of what it is that people are starting to incorporate into stuff to describe things. And it's like, well, there's always going to be a buzzword. Right. right. Uh, I mean, I remember back in the 80s, um, this was years before and how they, I thought it was fascinating. They knew when this was coming uh, in regards to the harmonic convergence. Mm. Can we go back there since this is during uh, my time and I, I'm thinking your time uh, about these kinds of celestial events? Because that's what it was in essence, but it was also energetic. And we'll come forward too to a couple of others. And these kinds of things that happen, were you aware of a, the? were you aware of the, uh, the uh, harmonic convergence and it's, it's, Pend, its impending uh, uh, arrival and how did it impact you what what signs did you see outside yourself that said yep it, it's here or yeah it's gone by it's it's done its thing in terms Richard, of the energy i have no frame of reference i None feel like i feel like somebody who's got their their nose to the grindstone every freaking day and all I'm doing is writing. I'm writing my next book on communication with dogs. And I'm doing readings. And once in a great while, I get to ride my pony. And that's my life. That's my life, seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I might read an article about it and go, huh, that's interesting. That's cool. Because, you know, I do like to keep myself informed. But again, I'm looking for positive, happy stuff all the time. No, I understand. Uh, I I know too, and and uh, we went through, of course, uh, Y2K back in uh, 2019, uh, 1999 to 2000, and uh, I remember that day because it was a Friday. It just happened to be a Friday, and <clears throat> I was working for a station that was uh, tapped into networks who were monitoring, of course, the new year as it came across Australia and New Zealand and so forth and worked its way e- uh, westward. And the world didn't end. I was no. so disappointed. <laughs> the world didn't end. And well, I love it when people say the world's going to end. I always want to go, uh, what time zone first? Yeah, what exactly. Time zone first? Because you know, it's got to be the same time for all of us, right? Yeah. Same thing with the, with the, uh, with, with, with the Mayan calendar in 2012, you know, oh, and I was in a gas station that Friday, uh, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, filling up my car, which I always did because my car, I could fill up twice a week, once every two weeks. And I was in there and I was getting ready to, you know, put gas in the car. And this woman comes in frantic that she's got to get gas. You gotta, and I mean, she's just got going nuts. Because, and I said, calm down, calm down. I work for a local station and we have the station has network affiliate uh, networks that we've been monitoring and Australia and some of the other countries on the other side, on the other side of the international dateline have already had their new years and they're still, the lights are still on. (laughs) It was, it was a hoax or maybe not so much of a hoax, it was a fear, as you you know talked oh, about. Oh, sure, because fear sells. Yeah. And look at all of the companies that sold generators. They sold um, food that doesn't spoil. Software people... to oh, protect your goodness. computer. Oh. Hey, and I, really? I'm one of the ones who bought 
the $29.95 software to protect my computer. <laughs> oh, but my I goodness. uninstalled it before Y2K arrived. I mean, it was a big nothing burger. And then it the really arguments was. about when was Y2K, what year? So yeah, that's what true. New Year's on? What year was it going well, from to 2020 or was it 2021? I mean, there's arguments about that. It was ridiculous. It, exactly. Matter of fact, I also heard a story about a, uh, a computer scientist in the 1950s who was asked nearly 50 years before what's going to happen at, at when it goes from 1999 to 2000. And in the 1950s, this woman said nothing. Exactly. Nothing. So uh, why? And then, of course, uh, 2012 with the Mayan calendar. Now, I will tell you this brief story. Uh, my wife, I love the, I love her perceptions on this. She says, you know why the Mayan calendar ends where it ends? It's because the guy that was carving it in the stone. He got tired. He got, he got tired, tired, threw up his yeah. tools and I'm done. I'm out of here. You that's how, it, you know, now yeah. I, that's, I'm joking, but. No, that's probably what really what happened. Yeah. Or he died. Or he died. He yeah. had an, you know, it just, he burnt, he was burned out. Yeah. But we we keep getting these signs. I'm I'm seeing videos on YouTube, and I love watching some of the shorts, but some of the longer documentaries. But I don't watch the whole thing uh, about the end of the world and all of the biblical ramifications thereof. And when I was working for the Christian station, I was there for 15 years, and I was hearing this same story. And they would tie every piece of current event yep. to the story and saying, "Ah, yeah, see, here are the signs. This is yep. telling you that this is it's going to happen soon. It's going to be yep. here. Be yep. ready," you know. And it didn't happen. And so I would start asking the question, is there something that I personally could do that would help to bring about the end of the world so we can move <laughs> on? Because I have to tell you, and I was only there for seven or eight years uh, uh, at that at this point. Sir. This story is boring. Yeah. You've been telling it for 2,000 years. Nothing. Longer. Longer. And then, and then there are interpretations. Every time there was an eclipse, they yeah. thought it was the end of the world. Yep. A normal eclipse. And they thought, well, you know, the sun's going away, so we're all going to die. Yeah. And, then, you know, an hour later, they go, well, not so much. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Don't. So pe people have been talking about gloom and doom and the end of the world forever. And again, it's because fear sells. It does. It so does. I think we have to we have to focus on the positive and we have <clears throat> to focus on people curing their diseases with energy healing yep. and just all of the positives that we can sharing all of that positive, happy information. Well, I'll tell you that, that uh, one of the gentlemen that I was introduced to, he was around in the, uh, in the twenties and thirties and forties <clears throat> by the name of Royal Raymond Rife and the Rife frequency generator. Yes. Those are really interesting. Really. I've seen a, a Rife machine. They're very interesting. I narrated their video back oh, in 2005. Yeah. Wow. And cool. um, what I have come to understand is that, boy, he was on the right track, both he and Tesla and people like him, because of the programs that we've done on this program about healing. Now, one of the first questions that I think I may have asked you this, I may ask you this again, to define healing, because as a Reiki master myself, healing is not what you think it is in the context of using Reiki to send healing energy through, not from me, through me, I'm a conduit, to a particular person or situation, which I found fascinating that mm -hmm. you could actually send it to uh, certain events that, you know, you were looking at. And um, 
So I'm curious, since since you're aware of this too, what what do we really, how do we really, really want to define healing? I don't think we need to. I think it's whatever is each person's optimum result. Do you think? And, and I'm really pro self-healing. Um, mm-hmm. I do not recommend that my clients go to a healer. I don't. Okay. Because I believe that most dis-ease is from disempowerment. So if you mm. go to someone who does energy healing, unless they're coaching you to heal yourself, which is what I do, mm-hmm. um, and I also give away the instructions for free so you can do it yourself. But I think when when someone else lays hands on, you never get your power back. You still don't have your power back. Yeah, Your dis-ease may disappear for a time, but you still also have not dealt with the emotional cause of the disease. You know, we're born powerful. We've just come from source energy. We Mm -hmm. know we're here to create with our thoughts and our feelings. That's the whole law of attraction. Yeah. And Uh, so when, when, when you, when you lose your power, because people tell you, you can't because you're stupid, ugly, the wrong sex, whatever they tell you all these negative things why you can't whatever it is that you want to try to achieve they take your power away Mm. and so getting your power back you know writing them letters telling them off and then burning those letters (laughs) to me is just as important as doing energy healing for yourself so it's why i'm kind of anti hands-on healing Mm -hmm. because you don't get your power back and, and the disease can come back then Exactly. Terry J is my guest, terryj.com. That's T-E-R-R-I-J-A-Y.com. And you're listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan with Terry J, and we're talking about uh, healing right now. And um, and I I am a I think I'm I'm a believer in in what you are saying. I in other words, I believe too in self-healing. Uh um and I can give a couple of of uh, uh case points of, of, of my own life, um, type two diabetes three years ago. And, uh, I was back to normal blood sugar, back to normal in a month and a half. And, uh, it was, there was not drug induced. I did. I, I, yes, for about a week and a half, a week and a half, not a month and a half, but a week and a half, I was taking the traditional metformin two a day and I'm monitoring using the little, little device and it's going down, down, down. I'm going, eh, I'm going to go to one. I just felt like oh, I'm going to go to one. Yep. And I went to one and it still was going down, 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 down. And so by mid September, boom, it's down to normal. I go to see That's him incredible. in November and he checks and says, Hey, looking good, looking good. Nothing about metformin in February of the following year. I went to see him again, checks. Hey, why don't you drop it down to one? So I stopped taking them all together. <laughs> uh, you know, and, it's really funny. Diabetes. Yeah. I call it die a bit at a time. Because that's oh, really what that's, happens. That's die good. A bit. Yeah. That's because good. You do. You die a bit at a time. Yeah. And um, the emotional causes can be life not being sweet enough. And it's definitely a third chakra issue. And third chakra, as we know, is power, ego, and control. Mm. So in a lot of cases, it's somebody who doesn't feel like they have complete power over their life. And so working on those issues that pop up can just be incredible. I worked with a client yesterday. It was amazing because he's having heart issues. He's already had heart surgery once and things were not kosher. 
And so we worked on that. It come to find out this goes all the way back to fifth to first grade when he was five years old. Wow. His parents were not loving or caring. So his kindergarten teacher was the first one to love him unconditionally. And when he had to leave kindergarten because he had to go on to first grade, it broke his heart mm. and he's never gotten over that pain. Of course, he went on, he went on to first grade, but that first, I call it the like original sin because it was the first time he'd been totally, totally hurt because of a lack of love or having his heart broken. And it's so cool because I could watch him just transform before my eyes. And this is, of course, over the phone. He healed his heart. So he may not even need another procedure or another surgery because totally unaware to him, he had this issue. I had other clients that were diagnosed with lymphoma, given six months to live and, um, you know, helped them to find the emotional cause. They released it. And, and of course the doctors go, what did you do? We've never had anybody that was terminal, have it go away. It just went away. I worked with another, another client that was in a coma. Um, ruptured brain aneurysm, family was being asked to disconnect life support. And I recommended he get healing done from a, a healer who did a distance healing. He woke up out of the coma and went home. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Why don't more people do this? We have to remember we're 99% energy and only 1% physical. So why, why is all of allopathic medicine focused on the 1%? Yeah. I mean, if you need a trauma surgeon or you need some life-saving drug or antibiotic or whatever, yeah, go get it. But for the long-term things, um, you've got to do energy healing. You've got to release the the stuck negative emotions that have caused your dis-ease. You know, that's a very good point as far as uh, releasing. I I, uh, I am also, and I, st- I was starting to break down the words to this other condition that I am not alone in having, and that's high blood pressure. And I was thinking high blood pre-sure. In other words, not quite sure. And it almost, I think it maybe I don't know. I'll have you discuss this as far as your interpretation on a spiritual yeah, and physical level. High blood, high blood pressure is anger and rage. Oh, okay. Yep. I mean, think how good we are at stuffing stuff. Yeah. You know, we, we get cut off in traffic and we just say, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. We scream and yell and cuss because we get cut off on traffic and we're terrified. We're almost in an accident. Yeah. And then we just sort of go home. Well, I got to go home. And we just stuff that rage. There has to be positive ways of venting. And I tell people every home should have a heavy bag in the garage. Oh, yeah. Every home mm-hmm. to where you can put the boxing gloves on. Think about what you're mad at and pound the crap out of it <laughs> or or take a tennis racket to your bed, really, and just beat whatever you're angry at. Get that rage out, but in a positive way. Don't yeah. they have rage houses now some places where you get to go in a house and break stuff? I and think they do. Thing? Yeah. I think they're supervised. Very, very Obviously, needed. it's a safe space yes. and those kinds of things, you know, maybe you wear, you know, protective stuff so, so yeah. you don't hurt yourself because that's right. you don't want to do that. You're already hurting. No. Because right. of the stuffing. And and I think, too, letter writing is just incredible, you know, to put it on paper and use all your potty words and call them bad names. But then when you're done, don't keep sitting there reading it. Burn it. 
and say, nobody's ever going to treat me like that again. Take your power back from whoever it is. Mm -hmm. And oh, oh my goodness, you feel lighter, you feel happier, and you feel healthier. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. Just by virtue of your background, it's, it says to me that you you enjoy living in the mountains or near the mountains. Is that right? That is my view out my window. Those oh, that are is, the, that is not. That is a, a background. Actual... It's a background. Oh, okay, okay. But we took it out the window. You I know, like that's it. that's my back. That's my that's to the west of of um, where I live. Those are the Sierra Nevada mountains. Oh, and wow. I think at the far end over there, that's California. Ah, okay. I'm in Nevada, but that's California. Well, I myself uh, have a preference for uh, the ocean being by the water. Yeah, and, I don't. And we all have our preferences. Right. Oh, um, ocean water. Uh, oh, it's really nice to be around water. Yeah. And uh, because the water has negative ions, so it cleanses your energy field. That's why people like going to the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. I, I, mean, I love there's it. A real reason for it, an energetic reason why people like going to the beach. Yeah, and and it's ironic that I live so close and I have hardly spent much time there in the last year or so. Has nothing to do with COVID or anything. It's just I have not made the time. I I used to right. say I just don't have the time. I said, no, you have the time. You just aren't making yeah. the time to to spend time. Uh, I I still remember an experience that I had a few years back in the summer. And I wanted to get in the water. I mean, up to my neck, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to go too far out. And so I put on the, the you know, T-shirt and shorts and what have you. And I waited out up to my neck. And the next thing I know, when I get home, the wife is not a happy camper because she is of the feeling that there are lots of contaminants and all of this. And, oh, and I'm just thinking, yeah, and there are contaminants in the air and contaminants in the food, if you choose to believe it or right. whatever, you know, and I, so I adhere to my father, my late father's uh, uh, saying that um, eat, drink and be merry in moderation because nobody gets out of this world alive. No, no, no. And, uh, and that's okay with me. Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know about you, but if today were my day, if this was my expiration date for the body, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. I still have more books to write. Oh, I have a I, bunch I'm not books. saying there's not more I want to do. Right. I'm just saying, let me stay. But if I'm supposed to go, okay, I'll come back. I'll just come back. Take Everybody me. chooses to come back because you can't create if you're non-physical. You know, people don't understand this. When someone dies, they leave behind the 1% physical. Yeah. I mean, if you took all the air and all the liquid out of a human body, you'd have, you know, a pancake of skin, a tuft of hair, if you have any still, and and a bunch of bones sticking out. And that would be it. That's it. We're 1% physical. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we, our energy leaves our body and is right here. We just yeah. vibrated a different frequency. So, you know, people tell me they miss their loved ones so much. And it's like, well, they're still here. Why? Why would you miss them? Just love yeah. them. And yeah. if you love them, you can feel them. Yeah. But if you're missing them, that's a negative. They can't they can't feel that or perceive it. But if you tell a diseased loved one, I miss you, they can't hear that because there's such a hard dividing line between positive and negative energy between this realm and the other side. So mm -hmm. if you say I love you, they uh, before you've even finished, they're saying it back. Yeah. Well, I uh I talk to my dad a lot more now. Uh, and in a way, it's a lot easier now than having to get him on the phone. And then, of course, then his body 
he gets tired after a few minutes and then he's got to go lie down or what have you. Uh, and, and, and so it's kind of nice to be able to talk with him. And, and I, uh, I, I, I listen for my sister, my eldest sister, his eldest daughter. Um, and, uh, I heard her shortly after her passing, but I haven't heard much from her since, <clears throat> but I still pay them both homage, uh, at the end of these programs. And, um, I just feel like, yeah, I'm still listening. And, you know, and I just listen want faster, Richard, listen faster. Because this is, <laughs> no, seriously, this is why people think, oh, I can't be a medium. Uh, a mental conversation with someone who's non-physical sounds like this. Hey, did you? Uh, oh, what about? Uh, oh, are you? Oh, she, oh, it's that fast. <laughs> you can join, it's all telepathic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to get your whole sentence out. You don't have to get your whole phrase out. They already know what you're going to say. Right. And this is the only reason. Same thing with animal communication. Oh, my God. All animals are telepathic. Yeah. And it's like you ask your dog a question, like, do you want to go for a walk? And the dog's sitting there like I answered you at the do you. Yeah, they already knew. Yeah. They are, and so they're waiting for the person to make a move and they don't. Yeah. We're talking with so Terry J. And and I do have to say that uh, we'll talk a little bit more. Well, a lot more about especially about animals as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, and I'm here with Terry J. And we are talking about the work that she does. Um, she is an intuitive. She has uh, three books that are available on her website, terryj.com. That's T-E-R-R-I-J-A-Y.com. The physics medium, ladies and gentlemen, ignore what I said earlier. And then the intuitive uh, intuitive communication uh, is, is another one of her books. And you're working on your fourth book having to do with animal communication. Um, I had someone give me some information about um, my dog who um, we had to uh, let go a few years ago. Her name was Makushla, beautiful white uh, shepherd uh, husky mix, I believe. And she had a pink nose. So she was all white. Matter of fact, what was so funny was the other dogs that we've had when they would get dirty and so forth outside playing after the rain and everything, they'd bring the mud and everything in something about her fur. She'd shake and there was, there's nothing on her anymore. She was still wet, but she didn't have the grime and what have you. But I was given a message from her prior to uh, her uh, leaving her body or uh, uh, us releasing her from her body. Uh, basically she was, she was uh, uh, um, uh, sad in the fact that she hadn't planned this. This was not what she had planned to go out because she lost use of her hind legs. And so we, for 14 months, we cared for her in the house and put diapers on her and pee pads under her and, and all of this stuff. And she had so, had so much life, and which is one of the reasons why, at my wife's uh, behest, we did not release her uh, right away. Because she was just so loving, even in that period. But whoever gave you that message yeah. was giving you negative information. Therefore, they were not connected to her on the other side. No. They were dumpster diving. Oh, dear. If there's ever negative information relayed in a medium reading, whether it's for an animal or a human, if you get negative information, your medium is dumpster diving. That's uh, the truth. Because when someone leaves their body, whether it's animal or human, everything negative, pain, suffering, anguish, disappointment, un 
unfinished business, regrets, all of that stuff gets shed off and left behind in the earthly realm mm -hmm. because it is not a vibrational match or energetic match to the other side. Mm -hmm. I want to go, duh. So mm -hmm. if, if you're a medium, you can tune into that shed off negative energy garbage and share it as if it is how you believe the animal or human is on the other side. It's not true. You will mm. never get anything negative in a medium reading for an, from an animal or a human because only the positive can go with them to the other side because the other stuff is not a vibrational match. And many, many professional mediums do not know this. They don't know this. Their work is wall woo woo. It's not based in physics. Mm. And there is a very hard dividing line in physics between positive and negative energy. And it's very sad that people get upset and they get terrorized even because they think their loved one hasn't crossed. And for $59.95, <laughs> I can get your loved one to the other side, right? Yeah, yeah. It is never necessary. The only people that are stuck are people that are like in a persistent vegetative state or have, you know, um, advanced Alzheimer's or they've had, you know, a stroke to where they have no cognitive function anymore. Those people are stuck. And to mm. me, those people should be helped across. They really should. Yeah. Nobody would choose to live like that. Look at all of the people in the United States. We have seven to nine million people in the United States that cannot communicate. And that's why I wrote that second book intuitive communication, communicating with people that cannot. Mm. And that's for medical personnel and first responders and caregivers, because this way they can have, a, you know, a two-sided conversation, not just talk to the person and hope they, you know, hope that it gets in there and makes sense. Right. Because there's still, there's still parts of their consciousness that you can access. Do you so, think that, do, do you think that, that, our our institutions, legal specifically, will eventually, similar to what the medical medical uh, community has started to embrace more and more. Obviously, chiropractic was was the one of the early ones, but high, uh, acupuncture, acupressure, et cetera, et cetera, energy healing, and so forth, because it's proving because now they have the equipment to measure it. Do you think that the legal profession is going to eventually recognize that kind of communication, especially if the individual being communicated with says i want out of this body please i think it release I think it's gonna me. be a long time i think it's gonna be a long time yeah. but the other thing too you know when when somebody has somebody that's terminal most i don't know if i should share this but most people that are in hospice most people that are terminal they don't die from their disease they are humanely euthanized by family members with morphine overdoses it's why they came up with sublingual morphine mm. So they're doing it anyway. I mean, thank you, Dr. Kaborkian, for opening our eyes to the necessity for this. Yeah, yeah. You know, because um, there's, there's, I know of two cases right off the top of my head where I'm going, they had more time. What, what happened? You know, and I, I had a friend who was, who was terminal and she was dying and she was in a coma. And I just, I went to visit her and I heard her go, hey, let's get this show on the road. And so I went and spoke with one of the nurses and I said, Linda says, let's get this show on the road. And she said, oh, and she says, are you saying what I'm thinking you're saying? And I said, um, yeah, she's in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. I think she needs more morphine, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I said. Yeah. She's gone the next day. She's gone the next day.
Well, I, I love what my family did for my father. Um, uh, and I was told the story because he was in Phoenix and I'm here in Santa Barbara. And my mother and my sisters shared this story of how they brought a bunch of chairs around his bed there. He was actually at home uh, in uh, what was my mother's sewing room, probably been converted back now. Uh, but it was his his room. And they began to sing to him. Uh, they began to sing to him uh, traveling songs we used to sing when we'd go on vacation, hymns, some of his favorite songs and 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 so forth. And I loved the way my mother put this. She said, yeah. And we sang him up to heaven. <laughs> and I that thought, what good. a great way to go. And it is. What a That's great thing. Well, you know, so I thought that was very cool. We're talking with uh, Terry J and we're talking about uh, healing and energy. We're going to talk some more about the, the whole aspect of energy as we continue here on tell me your story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host and uh, Terry J I uh, I'm fascinated by people who have, and, and I, again, recognizing yes, that I have the same ability because I do tap into it pretty regularly. Uh, there are times, for example, recently when, um, my mind said, no, you need to, you need to stop that person before they go any further. But there was something inside beyond uh, deeper inside than my mind that said, no, you need to let that person go. They are free moral agents. They can do what they want. And, you know, and, um, whatever happens is going to happen and you'll, you'll deal with it if it does happen, whatever that might be. Right. And so I let the person go and they were in a minor non-injury vehicle incident. I'll call it. Sure. And now I'm dealing with the aftermath with the insurance company and uh, all that kind of stuff. And sure. yeah, it's just another thing on my plate now that I've got to deal with. But at the same time, it's funny how, you know, you talk about the whole aspect of fear and how, you know, we gravitate towards it. There's, there's this, something inside that wants to go down that road of, Oh my God, I hope the vehicle, I hope they don't total it because we'll have nothing to, you know, we don't have the money to buy another dot. In other words, I go down that hole sure. spinning, spinning. And then there's that, there are those bigger moments where I just kind of sit back and I'm, yeah. Okay. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, being in surrender I... is the key. Yeah. Being in surrender is the key. Let go, let go. <laughs> really. And there's so many times when I'm given information and I'm like, and it's like, nope, nope, nope. You are not allowed to share that information. It is not in their best interest. And so you can't have an ego and do this work. You can't even have a need to be right. Yeah. You have to really be in surrender and just listen to the information coming through. But all of us are born with intuition, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, and claircognizance. Clair just means clear. To right. Clear seeing, clear hearing, clear feeling, clear knowing, and intuition. Mm. And all of those together can give you uh, telepathy, too. Exactly. So you, you hear things, and you feel things, and you sense things. And there's so many times when you want to just say something, and you're told, mm -mm, nope. And there's even times in readings where I'm given wrong information. I know with every fiber of my being, it is the wrong information. And my guides just go, tell them, tell them, you got to tell them, tell them, tell them. All right. And I tell them <laughs> and I'm like, nye, 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 nye. and I tell them. Yeah. And um, I hear from them again. They go, hey, remember that reading you did? Uh, oh, yeah. You're the one that I was told to give the wrong information. You knew it. Yep. I knew it at the time. 
Did you have a positive outcome? Yes. Oh my goodness. We had the most positive outcome from that wrong information. They said, okay, that worked then. So yeah. you can't, you can't judge when you're given information to share. You can't judge the rightness of it. You can't. Well, that's one of the things I want to talk to you about. Uh, for years, I struggled with the concept of dualism. And then I came up with my own, uh, my own process in that regard. And um, it's just really very interesting how there is no good or bad, right or wrong. Things just are what they are. They just are what they are. And it's to me, it's really very fascinating to, to process. One of the things that uh, I have sort of theorized, Terry, is, uh, you know, you look at the universe and, and there's no good or bad out there. It's just it's just what it is. Things crash into things. Things explode. Things are spinning. Things are turning. Things are everything's in motion, but there's no judgment. And the same thing on the molecular level, uh, you know, the micro, I like to call it the microcosmic level. But somehow we haven't made the we haven't bridged that this level where you and I live. It's no different, but our brains have decided to pass judgment. Well, we have to decide what's right for us. And, and I always believe in the adage of first do no harm. And so that's, and, and I feel like, I mean, could I win the lottery with my knowledge? I don't think so. But, you know, um, have I found gold for people? Yeah. Yeah. Have I found gold for me? No. <laughs> But um, there's there's lots that you can do when you develop these abilities. And and I think to me, I always want to do high vibration, positive, unconditional love, because mm -hmm. that's what makes me happiest. And it also is what helps my clients the most. Yeah. You know, when you talk about unconditional love, um, you bring to mind. Oh, that uh, list of what love is in uh, in Corinthians in the Bible. And I think more and more, I have been thinking more and more about this, as well as uh, John 3.16, but just that first part, for, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world, that he set up a system wh whereby, unless you adhere to his extortionist ways, you're burning in hell. That's <laughs> not my understanding no. of what the divine is. But here's the thing, Richard, that a lot of people don't realize is that we are God or what I call source energy mm -hmm. in a meat suit. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Yeah. We're the same energy as our source. It's what gives us life. And the reason we come into physical is because if you think of source energy as the creator, you cannot create if you are non-physical. It's as simple as that. We don't have to, you know, go into philosophy here. Right. You cannot create if you're non-physical. So we have to come into physical bodies in order to create. And I just go nuts when people go, what is my purpose? Uh, be happy? And I love that book, Power Versus Force. Have you ever read that? I have not. That sounds good. Oh, Power Versus Force. Yeah, you've got to read it. Because in there, there's like a table. And it says, just by being a happy camper... You cancel out the negativity of like 100,000 negative people just mm. by being happy. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go save the world in order to contribute. Just by being happy, you're going to counterbalance the negativity of a bunch of people. 
you know, I, I received a compliment to that end that uh, this one individual who was rather a, an elderly curmudgeonly type of person. <laughs> okay. And he complimented me by saying, you're the first person I've ever met in this business who has, who has had a, uh, if not a smile on his face has always been uh, in, in a good frame of mind and happy and so on and so forth. Keep it up, keep going. And, and there was a part of me that wanted to say, well, what about you? Why don't you keep going too? You know, that yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Talking with Terry J. Uh, and uh, I'm Richard Dugan. And this is Tell Me Your Story. We are talking here today with Terry J. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, this is a, a fascinating conversation, in my opinion, uh, because uh, we we talk about things that sometimes are a little difficult to 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 converse about uh, because people have preconceived notions, preconceived ideas about what things are. Um, and I suppose in one in one sense, yeah, I do up to up to a point. I found it so valuable and helpful from the mindset of I just need somebody to confirm what I already know that I will go to an intuitive. I will go to someone who is in touch in that respect, but also recognizing that because <clears throat> this has been shared too, because as I said earlier, everything is in motion, Terry, what that person will communicate with me at that moment may not be in the next moment because everything's in motion. And again, I always have the freedom of choice. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but that's an interesting conversation in and of itself in terms of choice, uh, because there are those who, uh, you know, it's just like, Okay, you've got all of these ancient wisdom teachings, and some of them have prophecies in them, right? And there are those who say some of these have happened. I mean, some people will even quote Nostradamus, for example. Well, if these things are supposed to happen, then where is their choice? Because if they're going to happen, and maybe maybe I'm I'm looking at it from the uh, 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 what do I want to say here? Uh, a perspective that I need to modify. Because it's not about the events, it's about how I act or react to these events. React is the key word there, truthfully. And it's why I will never do predictions. I will mm -hmm. never do them because they're unethical if you think about the law of attraction. And the law of attraction is a law like gravity. You can just go ahead and say, well, I don't believe in that crap. But, you know, the law of attraction is going to work for or against you, depending on your mindset, your feelings and your thoughts. It is going to work all the time. So don't, you know, if you tell yourself, I don't believe in that, well, that's all well and good. But you're going to find out the hard way that it's still working, even if you don't believe in it. So um, I think predictions are so dangerous. They're so dangerous. Yeah. Because let's say you're working really hard at something. And I say, and I see, yeah, that's going to happen for you. And I tell you, oh, yeah, Richard, that's really going to happen. That's going to be great. And so you said, you think, well, Terry said it's going to happen. So I can quit busting my hump to, you know, to do it. I can just sit back and it's going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen, then you go, that Terry's a fraud. right? Yeah. And then if, if I say something terrible, like, oh, my God, he's going to get in a car accident. And I tell you. You know, what color is the vehicle I'm going to get next? Oh, it's a white van. Watch out for white. Van. And if I yeah. tell you that, just by by being in resistance to it, you will pull that accident. You'd go, oh, my goodness, there's a white van. You'll turn into it. You know, it's it's ridiculous. So 
no, you know, um, no matter how you slice it, predictions are dangerous and they're incredibly, incredibly unethical to share ever. Mm. You know, I, um, uh, I remember some events that have happened in my life and you were talking earlier in terms of, especially following the promptings of one's, uh, um, still small voice. Uh, and I've had a number of those experiences, especially those where, uh, your brain, your mind, your ego, in this interesting connection there, uh, like mine, I was getting this prompting to do something in the financial realm. And I'm going, no, 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 no. That is a gift. totally in opposition to, to the plan I've already set in motion that I'm trying to work on and so forth. And it persisted. I mean, it, and again, it was still my choice. I wasn't coerced, but right. it, it wouldn't let go. I, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't want to really, but I'll do it. And I did it. And a few days later, when I look back with the 2020 hindsight, I'm going, man, am I glad I did that? Because if I hadn't, <sighs> we are challenged by the divine, by the intuition, but it never puts us in harm's way, does it? I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. Um I think, you know, there's, I think we, we pre-plan the big events in our life. Like, uh, you know, somebody died. My husband died when I was in my twenties and, oh my goodness, it devastated me, <clears throat> but it's made me so perceptive and aware of what somebody goes through when they lose a spouse. So it really had a definite positive impact, you know, after the fact, Yeah. Um, just going through so much death and loss has taught me about the eternal nature of, of, of what we would call spirits or souls that they're never gone. They're still here Yeah, and you can still communicate with them. I mean, so that's been an incredible blessing. So I just think it's, everybody's got to find their own way when they're doing this work, but I really want to encourage people, you know, learn to do it for yourself because then the voice is clear because it's just coming from you. And I, I even coach people they say, okay, I've been working on this. I read your books and, and, you know, this is what I'm getting. And, and I might even go, yes, I'm getting that too. And I could also say, no, you're an ego when you get that. And ego means easing God out. So, because you're really thinking about the impact of doing that, not that thing itself. Mm-hmm. And so you have really have to help people get their own clarity. And I even, I, there's even times where, where I'll go, you know, I'll we'll work with people and go, are you grounded? And they go, oh, no, hang on, wait a minute. And then they go and ground, which is done with visualization and intention. And then they go, oh, boy, I'm glad you told me to do that because that was really wrong. What I was mm. getting was wrong, all coming from ego. Mm. And so it's, you know, it's learning to do the, you know, use the tools that I give people so that they can develop their intuitive abilities themselves. I'm uh, Richard Dugan and Terry J is my guest and terryj.com is the website and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. It's a pleasure to have a returning guest to continue conversation. I love doing that with uh, uh, Terry J here on the program. And uh, of course, we uh, we always ask those, uh, um, I don't know, they are necessarily eternal questions, but they're always of a curiosity. Uh, and uh, in the side inside the 15 years that we've been doing this, Eh, we've changed them up a little here and there, but uh, I'm going to ask you those same three questions or maybe one that's a little different this time. 
uh, as we as we wrap things up here. But before I do, I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. New paradigms for a new world. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices. To help make your dreams come true, Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m., that is our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. And we're streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. Our podcasts are up on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. And we're on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. We hope you will click the notification button as well as the subscribe. I'm not necessarily looking at trying to get a million subscribers but hey if if i get a million views on something that'd be kind of cool uh as long as people are getting the information that's really uh that's really what it's all about uh, for me we also ask that if you can support the work that we are doing we would greatly appreciate it we have a paypal account it is there for your security as well as ours and also participate in the decade of perfect vision the 2020s as uh, and we ask you to spend some time going within to that quiet calm, peaceful place, and listen to that still small voice and follow the promptings. <laughs> let me tell you, it's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, with all of that being said, uh, let me ask you, uh, who is Terry J? I'm a medium, intuitive, animal communicator, remote viewer, medical and veterinary intuitive, map dowser, and more. I love helping people and their animals to heal their lives with the messages I receive. And I would think that would also uh, pertain to this question. What is your life's purpose? Oh, helping people to heal, helping people and their animals to heal their lives. Mm. Yeah. And ride ponies. Oh, I love that. Ride ponies. I can't remember the last time I was on uh, a pony or a horse. Well, anyway. my ponies, the difference between a horse and a pony is an inch. So I have very large ponies. <laughs> and finally, what was your best day? I would hope that I haven't had it yet. I would really hope that I haven't had it yet. Um, mm -hmm. I think one of the best days that I'm looking forward to is when somebody says, Terry, we have a deal for a TV show. That is what I'm working towards. Oh, well, let us know when that happens. You'll hear about it. Okay. <laughs> you know, probably, you'll probably be able to hear me yelling from Nevada to Santa Barbara, probably. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, we're not that far off, so I probably I will. <laughs> well, once again, Terry J., I want to thank you so much for being with us here on the program. Look forward to talking with you again, especially when you come out with your new book on uh, on animals uh, communication, animal communication. Yeah, it's a dog book. A dog book. Yeah. It's a dog book. Yep. Yeah. I, I look forward to that. And I have to tell you that I have so much fun with the dog that we have right now. Uh, Angus, oh God, yeah. big black King shepherd. Oh my Lord. He is, he is fabulous. Just incredible. Um, loves to play games, but that's fine. You know, that's, that's part of his, uh, that's part of the beauty of him is, is, is that. So we'll continue to do that. And again, we'll look forward to, uh, to having you on to talk about your, your dog book. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You are very welcome. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol, Jeanette, I am listening and I'll listen faster. And dad, <laughs> <laughs> be happy. <laughs>